basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! Indeed, welcome to an NBA podcast from the Insight Podcast Network. It's time for two things, Maddie. Strap yourself in and feel the G's. And it's time to... Are you to- ready to enter the Matrix? <laughs> Indeed you are. You've got the Matrix right there, my guy, NBA Matrix, and I am NBA G Wiz, also known as Manny How you doing, Matty? Yeah, just excited to be here, back excited to be talking about NBA. I've punched out a few podcasts in the last day, done some research, and um, yeah, just love talking about basketball. And off air a second ago, we had our first debate. So I know this is going to get fiery because there's been a guy I've been, I'm just dropping his name as much as I can because I have my reasons for it. I can't wait to get to that part of it. Today, this is sneaky free agency winners. Now, often the focus is on those players who like sign somewhere else and they get the reins of the organization uh, handed over to them and they get into a larger role. Because those signings are big money, they often get the attention just as Jalen Brown's super max today, which is just massive. We all knew it was coming. Good to see it down on paper. But what often, what often happens then is we kind of quickly forget that that means an organization, there's players left behind and that presents opportunity for you. Now, today's show is a look at the signing winners to watch and some players who step into a larger role in the 23-24 season. These players, they're going to basically fill the power vacuum left by players who have moved on or have joined their team and as a result, we'll see higher minutes, uh, higher usage, and the higher possibilities. I know there's one guy for the Rockets that you're going to touch on, and you think he's going to go up because of signings that come in. So there's a shift. All these, all these signings mean shifts, obviously. So I encourage you to go on and listen to our Insight NBA pod, and you can find on the feed called Opportunity Knocks. I kind of chop up like about the opportunity scale and what you want to look for minutes-wise and usage-wise in your NBA fantasy drafts. And joining me today to chop it up about these sneaky free agency winners, these are blokes that – this is not your big names. This is your – like Fred – Van Fleet, Maddie, he got the bag, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, got a lot of money. Um, look, he got that championship money just a little bit late, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's, it's a bunch of cash thrown on him. As everyone's, oh, yeah, Fred Van Fleet, he's going to be great. But Fred Van Fleet, I know in our draft that we were in, he flew off the board in the second round last year, right? Or, and, yeah, end of the yeah. second round, he was off the board. So he's going to be a second-round guy possibly again, first-round guy even. So we know he's going to be there. So just because he gets the splash and we know the name, Fred Van Fleet, oh, he's over in Houston now. He's going to be the point. They're like 100% the guy. Yeah, that's great. We know that already, though. The sneaky ones today, we're going to have a top five list of guys we think you want to have a look at this season just for an opportunity for bounce backs or just because of the signings where they land. Matty, top five, who have you got for a uh, one-for-one? Do you want to go first? We'll go one-for-one. Yeah, let's go one-for-one. Let's start off with Tyus Jones. Um, Tyus Jones... Ended up in Washington. Um, he was drafted in the 180s last year. Ended up for what is going to be a dismal, I suppose, basketball team in Washington. Um, but Matt Tice is still a good player. And he's going to be probably, I would like to think that he's playing for a future contract as well. Yeah, no, is I would he, agree with you. I think, yeah. so I, I think Tyus Jones is going to fly off boards this year. Yeah, I, like think so. had... I think he's going to be drafted quite high. And, um, yeah, just um, I suppose if you want to 
dive into anything, it's um, have a look at his stats when he doesn't play with Ja Morant. And he's, it's like last year, it was plus 154. Um, he went and scored 13 points per game, a 7.1 assists, three rebounds. You just don't get those sort of guys in the 80s to 100 range. No way. And he does it like the assist, the steals, his percentage is so great. What was his field goal percentage? You got that there in front of you? I know that you would a bit of a deep dive into Tyus. His field goal percentage, he doesn't take bad shots. It's like everything well, the guy does on a basketball court is a smart move. 46.8% and 37.7% uh, from three. That range actually comes down a little bit when Jar's off the court, because obviously he's basically a spot-up shooter when he plays with Jar, because Jar has the ball in his hands. He's extremely talented. Uh, but here's a big reason we finished third last year um, after Jar got himself in a bit of trouble. Jar got injured during the year. He actually played 58 games. Um, he's actually played 58 games for the Grizzlies without Jar. So. Yeah, as a starter, Tyus Jones has been, without a doubt, one of the best streaming options in NBA fantasy for years. When Jar goes down... I think it's like the first person to jump on the waiver wire to pick him up is always onto a winner. And you win those weeks when he's down. Like, honestly, when Jar goes down, you can see your waiver wire and just watch the action. Tyus, like Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones. And every league you're in, be taken by that one bloke. Uh, most likely Matrix, if you've got him in there, being a, uh, <laughs> being a, Grizzly, being a Grizzlies fan from way back. Um, I, I love that pick. And I think he's got... My only, my only thing on Tyus is where you take him is the Jordan Poole contract. Again, so this is another one of those sneaky things. Tyus is the sneaky option because... Tyus Jones is the under the radar option because he's the smarter. I would say he's the better basketball player. He's not the high scoring player Jordan Poole is. And I actually really look, I'm, I'm high. Like, I guess that's, I like Kyle Kuzma. I'm watching Kyle Kuzma this year. I think that he's going to be given the keys to the kingdom a little bit in Washington. I reckon Jordan Poole is going to be the auxiliary points guy. I reckon Kyle Kuzma is going to have a, a great season there. It's Kuz country, I think, in Washington. That's that's my vibe. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just hearing yeah. things from you. You think that too? Yeah, I 100% agree. It's more like when we're looking at sleepers and we're talking about, like, obviously you think Jordan Poole was great for the Warriors. He's going to be great for the Wizards. That's a correct thing. The casual NBA fan is going to draft Jordan Poole high. Kyle Kuzma, basically anyone who plays in LA, people look at him. Um, He's going to be shooting it a ton too. So I think that they're great picks. But what I look for is someone that you can get for tremendous value. And, um, yeah, my pick here, my first pick, Tyce Jones. I love that. I reckon he's going to – man, I've got Jalen Johnson. I've got Jalen Johnson over in the Atlanta Hawks. I think this this is for me as a little bit one. This is a – for one for our boy Braino. I think it's one for him because I like Jalen Johnson's game. Now, most of the rookie season he spent over in the G League. His second season he was on the bench over in Atlanta. But he kind of got ingrained into Quinn Snyder when he took over the reins in the Atlanta Hawks. Now, his final four games of the regular season, and again, this is the final four games of the regular season. I'm not going to be too hyped up about it. Be like, oh, he was an end-of-season hero a little bit because the Hawks weren't going anywhere. But he averaged 13.3 points a game, five rebounds, 2.8 assists, 1.8 steals, and 1.5 triples while shooting 59% from the floor. Now, that's great. Those numbers are really good. But if you're also shooting a horrible percentage, it's not that great. Now, John Collins is the big, this is again, the like the, the give and the take. For me, it's John Collins. He's out the door. So he's been on the trade block for years. Thank God he's finally gone from the organization. He's going to be someone to look at at Utah, depending on what he can do over there. I, I'm going to look at him in the preseason and how he fits in next to Larry Marketing. 
But Jalen Johnson is going to fill in that vacuum immediately. In fact, Atlanta, Matty, do you reckon they've got some choices to make this year with Capella too? He's getting on. If they move him, Okongwu is finally getting the role there as well. Yeah, that and that'd be exciting. I suppose the thing I look at with Jalen Johnson is, is he better than uh, DeAndre Hunter? And it sort of depends what they decide to do there. I suppose whether Bogdan's playing basketball, he always seems to be injured. Um, but yeah, I can at least see a 23, 24 minute role to start the year, but I can see it growing into something just if he performs well in, I suppose, the first month, the first month and a half of the season. Exactly. And that's where, look, we were doing the, just the numbers off air. I was doing those numbers. I wrote them down on my pad. Look, if you're in a, a 12 team league with 14 players on your team, there's 168 basketball players you're going to fill those spots with. If you're in a 12-team league, 12-person thing, it's 144 spots you've got. So I'm looking for the 144 best basketball players. Not best basketball, the statistically best basketball players in the NBA on my team. And I look at something like that, and I'm like, okay, great. He's going to boost everything across the board for me. If he's That was only in in an in-play matchup. He had three steals in 14 minutes. So in that in-play one, he had 10 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and three steals in 14. Now, that's a small profile in a nice little playoff matchup. But if he can translate that over, as you said, man, 23, 25 uh, minutes a night, Jalen Johnson is definitely going to be someone that I'm going to target in the probably ninth to 12th round of my drafts. Yeah, nice. See where I can pick really him like up. If he's, if, he's, if he's going down, if he's, if he's around it like the 13th round, whoo, laughing. I think there's a chance because he's just not a household name yet. Yeah, I reckon he, I reckon he's a sneaky one. Look for him at the very tail end of your draft. It's a, it's a good pick because I reckon he'll provide value. Uh, your second pick, mate. Um, well, let's dive straight into one of the really good ones. Um, Alperin Shengun. Oh, my um, God, it's so his juicy. Role, yeah, well, look, his role amongst the signings of Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks is what excites me. I took Shengun last year, and honestly, I was a little bit disappointed. I got him in and around that that 70 range, and I expected him to be better. Still played good. Still scored 15 points a game. um, Got a steal, got a block, got nearly four assists, got nine rebounds, shooting 55% from the floor. But picking up Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, and shout out to Chris Vernon for this one, last year they were the two worst shooters in the competition on volume. Um, and they've just paid oh, whatever it is, twenty so much money, something two hundred million over the next couple of years or next four years for that. Um, he shot nine hundred. Oh, Brooks shot nine hundred and ninety-one shot attempts for fifty-first in the NBA last season. At I've got I've got a pub drinking game with you of the of those shots, Matty. Of nine hundred ninety-one, how many of those shots, being a Grizzlies fan, do you think he should have taken? Um, you know what's a better drinking game? How many times I grimaced when he shot? <laughs> he shot and I'd just be like, oh, no, uh, Dylan. I, like, he, he does have a lot of heart and soul. Um, I yeah. think that he was a good Grizzly, whether that be controversial or not. Um, but, yeah, Fred Van Vliet also just jacked up a lot of garbage and shot 39% as well. Actually worse on 1,100 shots last year. So uh, that's a lot of misses. There's not a lot. We sort of expected them to not sign the whole double guard, whether you call Dylan Brooks a guard yep. or not. I sort of expected them to get a center or a backup center. I thought that they'd have a dig at Brooke Lopez or or a guy like that. I thought that that would have been a really good fit. There's sort of radio silence at center. It's going to be yeah. Shangoon. I, I, look, I, I'm right there with you. I think they tried. I think I think they probably would have offered a bag. I think there would have been some contract negotiations there with Brock Lopez. I think he's just gone back to the Bucks. 
I think he's happy staying where he is with the team that he's got, and he's not moving anywhere, man. And but they've got Jock Landau. I mean, he can yeah. rebound. He's he's going to get some boards, but that's your other option. There's your backup center yeah. for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, and like that's sort of a really deep dive. Like maybe if you're playing in a comp that goes 200 players deep, I'd be comfortable taking Jock Landau at 180. In the comps that we're going to be playing that go like 148 to 164 deep, yeah. what I'm comfortable with is watching the first game and picking him up off waivers. Um, oh, 100%. But Shengun, you're going to have to draft him. You might even have to reach because he is a little bit high, but I could see him being a borderline superstar this year. A hundred percent. And you know what I love about Shangoon? He's Jokic light. He has, he has a pretty good passing acumen. So he gets you those out of position. Uh, do you have his assists per game there? Yeah. 3.9. All right. So if I was to go NBA, uh, this is something that I want to check in NBA player uh, percentages. I'll come back to you. I will do this one. NBA um, player stats. Go on. While you do that, he got 3.9 assists. Wait for it on the Rockets. They didn't make a lot of shots. They must have been some damn good passes. They must have been some damn good passes. NBA center averages, I think when I had a look at this the other day, I just had it up for the Opportunity One uh, podcast. I think it was average for the center, um, NBA player stats per position, and it was lower than that. So again, this goes back to that other pod that you really should check out, that Opportunity Knocks. What guys are getting what stats um, in their positions? And if you can do better than that, I've got this from StatMuse, you're on. Like you're 100% onto someone. If you can get the averages that you want to get, um, average uh, average assists, here we go, average assists. I know this is taking your time. By center, uh, 2023, uh, 22. And I'll tell you right now that it was lower than that. And that's something you want to look for. So that's something you want to have a look at. Look into that de- details, and I'm 100% there with you on Shangoon because he gets those out-of-position assists, and he can defend the rim as well, which is what you want to have in your center at the end of the day, Matty. He's, he's going to be sitting around 60 on my board. Um, I hope that I can Ooh. get him a little bit after that. Man, I'll, uh, I'll go one for one with you on another kind of center option that I'm looking at. For me, and I, and I, I feel this this year, there's going to be a bit of a resurgency of the center. So this is going to come into the setting up yep. your leagues. Do you have one center in your league? Do you have two centers in your league? We're all talking about positionless basketball. That's great for those guys who can shoot the three-pointer. But those big men, I mean, look at Wembenyama. He's coming. He's a big power forward center type body frame. He's out of position for some other of his ball handling statistics and what he's going to be getting in. And I'm looking with one of his teammates this year. I'm looking for Zach Collins. Now we saw some great games from Zico last year. Um, Is it a full blown breakout this year? Absolutely not because of Victor coming into town, but he has been by all indications by pop. He has basically been said, you will be the starting center. They're going to play when Banyama at power forward. That's how it's looking at this point in time. If it changes, we'll find that out in the preseason and come the season. But Zach Collins, he's put it together for the entire season. But this could be the year. Across 26 starts last year in 2023, he averaged 14.8 points, 7.9 rebounds, 3.8 dimes, a steal, a block, 1.3 triples with respectable averages on all of it. A full season without Jakob Pertl holding down that middle with Wenban Yama getting the absolute lion's share of attention. Zach Collins is your sneaky free agent person right there he is a sneaky human being there he is a sneaky player holding down the middle with the san antonio spurs he could be a top 75 player this year a hundred percent find out where he's going in drafts we're going to be doing a pod very soon about some of the first mocks that are coming out to find out what the average adp is of these guys but i a hundred percent with all those signings that have come into town it's basically yucca Pertle going off last year 
this is now the power vacuum for Zach Collins to have that starting role and really lock it down, in my opinion. Yeah, 100% agree with it. Zach Collins can play beside him. Uh, whether they play Victor at the power forward and Zach Collins at the center, doesn't really matter. I think that they're just a really good fit out there together. Um, they've they've let a couple guys go. Um, he played, what, 20-odd minute, 22 minutes a game last year. I can see that yep. rising. If he can get 28 minutes a game with those averages, um, he's somebody that, that you wanted. He was a guy last year that I really yeah. like to pick up off the waiver wire. Um, play for a he few was, games, wasn't he? Yeah, see yeah. If I could get him on a run, yeah, and then just and then just move him on. Um, this is going to be a better year for him. And the the big shame with him last year was come your fantasy playoff time, Collins went down just as he started to put together. He got injured, and that was like an absolute kicker because he was on the waiver wire, and I went to and he went. Down. I was like, oh nope, not grabbing him. So I had to kind of change tack. <laughs> I think I was picking him. Ba- ba- Charles Bassey was getting some minutes. Um, the Bass. <laughs> nice. The, that's a deep dive. Yeah, big mouth Billy Bass, uh, Bassey was getting some uh, minutes in my squad there for a little while to see who could get the uh, the lineup there, but that was mine. Um, mate, who's your number three? Um, I have a guy that I think could be a really big deep dive, could even be a guy that you let go in your drafts and then you just see how his minutes pan out and pick him up in the first, um, after the first week as a waiver wire pick, and it's Javon Carter. Um this 27-year-old just isn't done in the league. He comes to the Bulls, and the Bulls were bad. The Bulls could be anything. He comes in, and he's already the best passer on the team, um, you know, comparing against Desomnu, who's not necessarily a good passer. Caruso, as I've always seen, as a bit of a shooting guard, and uh, and Kobe White, who is a shooting guard, in my opinion, as well. Um in like 20 minutes a game, he goes and gets eight points, um, you know, gets his assists, two and a half, gets his rebounds, shoots a good free throw percentage, shoots a good free throw percentage, uh, sorry, three-point percentage, and shoots a good field goal percentage. He won't he won't kill you. I just think that he's a guy that you need to be looking at because when you have a look at the balls, we absolutely do not know how they're going to go. We don't know whether they can piece it together with the guys that they've got. Last year was obviously a stinker. They're going to be looking to try some new things. And they've paid this guy because they want him. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he's no, I'm right. Good in the minutes yeah. He's got. Yeah. He has, hasn't he? He's been one of those sneaky guys that bounces around the league and just pops up every now and then. And, oh, look, I'm a Phoenix Sun or g'day, I'm over on this team. Like he was in the Bucks last year and he played meaningful minutes for a Milwaukee team. You know, he's, well, he's, he's played a 22 decent... minutes for the, like, you know, such a great team in that Milwaukee Bucks team. Imagine how many minutes yeah. he can play for the Bulls. And they and Lonzo Ball, they've just been given the um, injury exemption. He's not coming back. It's going to be two years without Lonzo Ball. Uh, we hope he comes back because he was obviously the point guard that they wanted in that short run where they signed DeRozan and he was healthy. They look good. Like They look like a respectably good basketball team in Chicago. So that was really a joy to see. Um, he's not playing basketball anytime soon. So Jevin Carter, uh, Javon. Our boy Javon yeah. is definitely getting – I like that because you don't think about him as a player, but he's definitely going to be yep. some tail and value. So this is, again, this is not the, a podcast about you must get this guy to win your league. This is like, no, no, no. What tap-on guys are you going to get in to fill those spots to give you as many statistics? Because I think, Matty, you're with me here. Do you punt turnovers? Not always, but it wouldn't matter if you did with this bloke. Exactly. Because this is the thing. He's another one of these Tyus Jones archetypes, which is doesn't turn over the ball a lot, makes smart decisions on a basketball job court. He knows his job. Like he's just, yep. he's, he's, he's ready to be a professional. So I really like that pick for you. Um, I'm going to save my controversial one that you don't like until the end, just because I love to bring that one up. In our notes, I put down this one. Any Charlotte Hornets center, any one of them, 
Take your pick. Um, this year is going – they've just sold the team. So uh, they've approved the sale. Uh, Jordan's out, $3.5 billion. There's going to be movers and shakers and stuff happening. They're obviously going to want to perform for their new owner. Last year, there's two picks for me. So Mark Williams and Nick Richards. You can choose either one of your two guys. They did a minute share last year, which is ridiculous. Whenever you get this like kind of two guys who can play the role, it just does your head in. You're like, who do I take? Oh, that's all right. Don't put him on the court. No, that's fine, Cliffo. Just don't put him any minutes. He might have blown up for almost 20 points, 20 rebounds last game. But no, Nick doesn't need to play tomorrow. That's fine. And then who is he going to draft in? Someone we've never heard of. A deep cut. So your two options there this year, if they decide to do it properly, are Mark Williams and Nick Richards. Mark Williams, after the trade deadline last year, Mason Plumley went. From February 10 onwards, I wrote this down, he started 17 of the 18 games. So he was the more dependable starter for them. He averaged 11.7 points, 9.7 rebounds, an assist, half a steal. He got one point blocks in 26 minutes, and he shot 26.9% from the field. Now, he's 64% from the line, so not obviously great there. Um, But a lot of those were without LaMelo Ball, and he really proved in a small sample size that he accounted for 12 points, 9 rebounds, 1.7 blocks when playing next to LaMelo ball. So he putting that down. So if you look at that very small sample size, he plays better with LaMelo on the court. He's a really good pick and roll partner for him. Um, also LaMelo loves to jack up a shot. So he has some more rebounding opportunities there as well. So I think the, I think with the time on the floor, those guys are going to have a really good dynamic and a pick and roll combination. I'm looking for LaMelo to come back, put it down on the floor. My only thing with that is Nick Richards. Now he's been in the league basically three seasons now. Um, he's getting minutes per game. Like he started off last year, he got 18.7 minutes by the end of it. Um, 8.2 points, 6.4 rebounds. I picked him up and I was like, you're going to get some rebounds today. He was averaging almost a double, double in rebounds for a couple of games there. And then he decided not to rebound in one of my games, almost lost the week. So I kind of have a bit of a trauma with, uh, Nico Richards. Um, he got one block a game, so he's actually more a dependable blocker, in my opinion. I think he can defend the rim just a little bit better than Mark Williams. Like he showed it in lower minutes that he could get more blocks out there, just in the small sample size we had. 62.9%, but he also hits a high clip of his free throw. So he was at 74.9% of his free throw attempts last year. Um, and his overall rebounds, um, he got basically, as I said, uh, six re- 6.4 rebounds per game. So I really like him. Um, one of those two guys is going to be the starter in Charlotte. Have a look at the preseason. So my eyes are on the Charlotte Hornets. Who are they starting in the preseason? What's that rotation look like? I'm going to pick up whichever one gets the job. Because yeah. LaMelo needs a good yeah, pick like and roll it. partner. And that's it. Yeah. Who's your next my, one, mate? My, my only oh, concern on. with that one, man, uh, as yeah, we man. go in, is um, if they have their five best players on the court, neither of those men are out there. They've probably just got PJ Washington out there. They've got Brandon Miller at the four. Um you know, they've got Gordon Hayward. God forbid, please let him be healthy for one season. Um, one full season like, of I Hayward. Just, yeah, yeah. And, like, look, Hayward's probably going to go down and PJ Washington's going to go back and play a lot of power forward. But, like, they have played big stretches with um, PJ Washington at centre. And that's probably my concern that, that if they start winning a couple games, they just start getting their best guys out there. No, 100%. And I think that's that's exactly why I want to watch that preseason. Because I think if they start with a traditional lineup, not like, like let's say your carbon copy one where you throw JaVale McGee, JaVale McGee in there because he's JaVale and he's yep. a center, and you put him in there for like five minutes to start the game, you have a quote-unquote starting center in your lineup. Uh, and then he's yep. gone and you don't see him for 30 minutes of basketball, and then he comes in and plays. That's my concern. But I am very curious to see what they do with those rotations. Because if you look at it, like you just said, 
Brandon Miller's there. Uh, they've got Bridges back into the fold, PJ Washington. Um, Kelly Oubre still hasn't signed a contract. Hell, he could be back on the team um, for all I know. But if one of those guys gets a starting role and they're averaging, if one of those two guys averages between 24 to 28 minutes a night, 30 minutes a night, in the unlikely possibility or likely possibility that they do do that traditional lineup, I'm all there for it. And I want to grab the one that gets the most of those minutes. The other one, again, that's an injury. That's an injury waiver wire pickup. So yeah, again, the preseason, I really want to see what they run out there. Um, and I'll make a call on that one, I reckon. Yeah, cool. Yeah, they handcuff, they're just um, handcuffed to each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they are. They are. Um, Malik Beasley. He's cool. playing for the Bucks this year. Yes, he is. Oh, this hot, one. Hot, 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 hot. Bounce back candidate. Beasley. Mate, he got paid. So he got he got that money. Um, he's better than Grayson Allen. They've paid him a lot more than Pat Connaughton. He's better than yep. Pat. Um, he plays a lot of games, played 81 games last year. Um, whether it's starting or off the bench, um, I think he might end up playing that bench role. I think they might go more of a defensive player at, at shooting guard there. But I think that yeah. he is going to generate all the offense uh, when the big guys are off the off the floor. Or if there's any injury, he is still going to come in, knock down his shots. Um, I'm talking deep. I'm talking people that People aren't looking at Malik Beasley. Um, he's somebody that I'd be okay to take because I love the shots provided from the Bucks system and just mm-hmm. the way that they play. I think that he's going to get a lot of open shots with a lot of attention being on, you know, Drew Holiday gets shots and he's a household mm-hmm. name from yep. the system that is, you know, your Chris Middletons, your, your Brooke Lopez. Why was he so good last year? Because he got open shots because there's so much open attention shot. on Giannis. This guy yep. is an absolute firework. He could go off at any time. And um, yeah, I would be very happy to have him in my fantasy team, taking him probably after that 120, 130 um, range. He's he's there on my big board. So he was in a season that I won. I picked him up in the 2019, 2020 season when he got traded to the Timberwolves and he went on absolute fire the second half of that season. Uh, 20, uh, 20 points a game, 47% from the field, 42% from three. And ever since then, it's kind of declined. So that next season with the Wolves, uh, 19 points a game, 39% from three. And he's dipped back down to when he finished with the Lakers last year. Um, and this is where I'm concerned with that pick, Maddie does he fall into a similar Lakers role for when that tail end of the season where he averaged like 11 points a game, 39% field goal, which can hurt you a little bit, 35% from three only, he almost gets you an assist a game, one, one, one assist, sorry, almost one steal a game, 1.2 assists. So my concern there is just that if he falls into that because of that regression, um, He's not going to be the value that he once was, obviously, but I just don't know if he's going to be there. He's definitely going to be a stream target, though. You're right. When you give someone a lot of money, you give them as many opportunities to succeed as possible. So I'm just a bit cautious. Yeah. that's. I disagree with you, um, but I also disagree with you on the next one because um, this guy actually took a lot of Malik Beasley's minutes. Lead us into it. Well, I was going to go with someone else and save that one for last, but you're you're done me in because this is our debatable one, and it's Austin Reeves. It's white sugar. I'm calling him white sugar. Um, look, I, I'm no. You see, you're just upset because you know what? He's not on the Grizzlies. Anyone? And I'm can. I don't know. Look, I like Austin Reeves. <laughs> white because I, I, he's a total basketball player for me, and I don't know what it is. He must the, the face on the man, the mug is, is it's nothing to fall in love with. But I tell you now, I just like what he does on a basketball court. I love his heart. I love that he. There's nothing. He's like a he's like an FBI agent. 
He's like one of those guys. If you put on a suit, he walked down the street and you would not know he's there apart from that the guy is tall. He is just the most the innocuous looking human being in the world. And then he does I'll the- draft, I'll draft Will yeah. Smith this year then. <laughs> yeah, start, start, Tommy Lee Jones. Let's get the men in black here. Like, you know what I mean? Like the guy is so innocuous looking. But God, can he play the game of basketball? And he knows his role. I, I think Austin Reeves is a player who's smart enough. And this is my caveat for Austin Reeves. I am 100,000% tied to the narrative that LeBron James is going to not play the same amount of minutes as that LeBron James has played last year. Um, the before, If you look at his previous games, over, there's, there is now the opportunity for the Los Angeles Lakers not to have LeBron James in their lineup and win basketball games. I know it sounds impossible, but it's true. You do not need LeBron James in your team to win if you are the Lakers. You have an excellent squad of people around you, boosted by Austin Reeves. Now, I'm going to give you the numbers why I think his value depending on where he falls on his ADP. Without games with LeBron last year, 15.9 points, 4.5 assists, 3.2 rebounds in 24 games on 52% from the field, 1.3 threes per game and 86% field free throw percentage. You are picking up that player every single damn day of the week. That's better than 144. That's top 100 value. Austin Reeves is an absolute must-watch free agency player. The only thing is, Maddie, like, and I know you're on this one, jumping too early to get him because you know he is. I would rather yeah. have him slide to me. That's the thing. So he's 100% a guy to watch because of free agency, but he's going to be a top 100 dude. I want a top 100 guy on my team, and I want to draft a top 100 guy at like 120. I'm not going to get Austin Reeves with value at pick 65. I'm not doing that. I don't think you will get him at 120. All this talk, like even just little things like him dating Taylor Swift and him being on everybody's faces. I think that he will go off the boards at 80s in comps and it's absolutely ludicrous. And you know what? Excellent. Here's my next advice. Don't draft Austin Reeves. Then listen back to what I said and don't draft him if he does that. (laughs) No, someone's jumping on it. So that's almost like the, like, oh, who's the new guy in the league? Who's, who's, Who's the newbie? Oh, he's drafted Austin Reeves with the 65th. Oh, let's take his money. You, you got to get a few of them in every comp. You got to get you a few of those ones. But you know what I'm saying? Austin Reeves is that guy that I want. I want him if I can get him at a decent price. If he's still around at like the 90s, I'm going to take him because at least he represents positional value for me around that spot. He doesn't exceed his ADP. He doesn't, but I'm going to look at someone who I know can do it. And if LeBron goes down for a sustained period with that foot injury, because he was supposed to have surgery on it. You know what I mean? Like he was supposed to have surgery on this foot and he's been bloody watching Messi and Miami and in France doing French things. I don't see him in surgery. So if that happens again, he's going to get fixed up early in the season. Who's going to do a lot of that heavy lifting? It's going to be Austin Reeves. He's going to be better than then top 100 value. He's going to be better than top 75. He could nudge top 50 value while LeBron's down or at least top 75 <coughs> so that's where i'm very that's where i'm very like optimistic that if that happens i want to get austin reeves probably at a decent anywhere from the late 80s to before 100 is probably the optimal zone to draft him where he's going to fall that's that's my thoughts mate now shoot me down yeah cool, cool. no <laughs> it's it's not even about shooting you down it's about what i think is yeah a better option and yeah. um look i suppose we're talking about free agency and Yep. Your guys are the same. Everybody talks about the players you acquire, but it's, sometimes it's the players that you keep. Sometimes it's the 100%. players that you don't acquire. They didn't go and acquire, you know, they moved on somebody. Uh, they moved on like Malik Beasley and some people that really didn't work for them. Um, yeah. You know what? There's, 
I just think there's going to be so much chatter about Austin Reeves. Nobody yeah. talked about the fact that they went and got D'Lo and they paid him a heap more money than they did did this guy because basically yeah. Austin Reeves, while he's a good basketball player, while he can still be on the court at the same time as uh, D'Lo, he's basically D'Lo from Wish. Um, so we can just go get, you know, D'Lo was drafted in and around the 70s last year. And according to hashtag yep. basketball, um, using using the stats that I use for my comps, and we'll have a chat about our comps a bit later on, um, yeah. he outperformed that to be the 55th best player. And that's just somebody that, that I want on my team. I think he's going to go under the radar, and I think casuals won't draft him till the 80s or the 90s. He's 27 years old. Austin Reeves is 25. It's not like he's old. It's not like you're getting in any of these other guys. Like, just having a look, like, he played 32 minutes a night, shot 46%, shot 82% from three, um, you know, scored nearly three threes a game, um, still got six assists a game. Um, he's the He's a guy that goes and performs and gets all those um and gets all those stats. He sort of stuffs it from everywhere, and I think that he'll slide in drafts because people are off D'Lo for whatever reason. No, one hundred percent, they're off him because he's play his playoff performance. And I'm not going to judge a player on their playoff performance. I'm going to judge them on the regular season because guess what, kids? Your fantasy season is done by then. They can suck. They can be Joel Embiid. He sucks in the playoffs. Sorry, Joel, but it's not exactly, you know, I'm not exactly being outlandish with that. Like, Joel Embiid hasn't succeeded in the playoffs. He's played some good games, but I'm not going to be, oh, you know what? I'm not going to take Joel Embiid in the top five. You know what I mean? So there's always going to be value around. There's always going to be something happening, but that's something that I want to look at. And for me, I'm, I'm looking at that Austin Reeves. I, I like some of the Lakers players in fantasy this coming season, especially knowing that I think LeBron's going to be rested anywhere between 15 to 25 games. Who feels that opportunity? Who gets there? Who's your last one, Matty G? Scotty Barnes. Bounce back, Scotty. Bounce back, Barnesy. Bounce back, Barnesy. Because there's the opportunity there with the free agent signings going elsewhere. Fred Van Vliet being number one, who didn't seem to care much about the organization in Toronto last year, who kind of was out of it. Um, Scotty, was, there was just something going on in, in the water up there. OG had a bit of a breakout. like He had a good season. They don't want to let Pascal go. I feel like they're just angling for Scotty Barnes to be that big point guard, but that big playmaking dude that he was a couple of seasons ago. He regressed last year. They say that a lot, but if I look down at his stats, his free throw percentage was up. His field goal percentage was down. He made the same amount of threes. He made 0.1 blocks more, the same amount of steals. He actually made 4.8 assists last season and 3.5 his rookie year. Um, his three-point percentage dropped. Uh, from 30% to 28 So he's still not shooting the ball well. But his minutes of the game, funnily enough, last year were lower. So in his rookie season, his rookie campaign, he was at 35.4. He just dropped that, not by much, but to 34.8 last year. But he still averaged the same amount of points on worst efficiency. I'm just seeing an opportunity for Scotty Barnes to have a bounce, bounce back year. People are off him a little bit after last season. So I can definitely see him sliding into being a bit more value this year in my NBA fantasy draft. So for me... It's Scotty Barnes is my last one. What do you reckon? I really like it. I like the fact that he goes and he's still an opportunity of getting getting a block. Yeah. He still um he still gets more than one steal a game. Um out of position. Um he still goes yeah. and gets like close to that five, what is it, five assists and six rebounds. Yeah. Um yeah, look, I just really like it. I just think um I just think his percentages are going to be bad, but sometimes you're not looking at percentages uh, as you go down yeah. your draft board. Somebody, sometimes, if you've taken a Harden or somebody really early, 
perfect pairing with with Scotty Barnes. Where do you expect him to go in drafts? Fifth, sixth round. Anyway, anyway yep. fifth and sixth round. I think I think I think mid in the mid he's going to start coming. Up. I, I would expect him if he goes past that. I think it's value. So for me, per thirty six, you look at these minutes like. People talk per 36 a lot. He's been almost averaging those 36 minutes. But if he can do that on that clip, I think he can go up to maybe 18 points a game. I think he can go over five assists a game. And he can knock down – if he can improve that free throw percentage up to 80%, and he improved 4% last year. So seeing a 3% like correction again to put him over 80% this year, I don't think is impossible for him. I definitely see the work in the three-point shot needing to fall. Because if he can drop two three-pointers a game – like that's gonna that's a that's a high return value player for you. Um, that's my last one. I've got a couple of honourable mentions. You got anyone else who you're who you're flirting with? Who you're buying a drink at the at the bar, being like, "Hey, I reckon you're some fantasy stock this year." Not not really. Some of the guys that I wanted to chat about are, are guys that you know I sort of expected or other people expected them to be top twenty, top thirty players that I that I see that might slide to to. 40th or or a bit mm-hmm. later like your Zions or your or your Cade Cunningham because you know people just think Detroit are bad Cade's going to be bad I think that those people can be really good fantasy players and can be really good value like I see those as guys that can offer top 15 value that you can be getting in the, your late second third and fourth rounds so yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that 100%. I think um, I think what you want to look again is the people who slide. I know you're very much into, you know what? Someone else's miss is your gain very much. There's that, you know, yeah. that pro and con with it. And that's definitely when you look at, that's where I'm looking for someone's gain right now. I'm My my last one who I flirted with in the five, and I just want to go over this with you and sound it, Rashawn Holmes. I, I absolutely think he has a chance to be the starting center this year uh, with the Dallas Mavericks. I go back to that, like when Sabonis came in, he went from 28 minutes a night. This is his numbers pre like Sabonis coming over to Sacramento. Uh, 28 minutes a night, 12.3 points, eight rebounds a game, 64% from the floor. Uh, He was averaging 1.3 blocks per game and he had a decent free throw percentage of 63%. Sorry, 73%. It's kind of gone down to like the upper 60s now, 68, 69, the last couple of seasons. It's actually gone up. But yeah, but it's gone up then up to 78 and 77 from his rookie year. So he's shown improvement with his free throw shot pretty much throughout his career. He just hasn't got minutes. In fact, last year he only played 8.3. So if you can go back to where he was at Sacramento, averaging 10 points a game, uh, averaging that block, being that middleman, because we all know Luca loves a pick and roll. Kyrie loves a pick and roll. They're going to have a lot of, he's got chance for rebounds, chance to defend the rim for them. I reckon Rashawn Holmes has an absolute, here's a, here's a bounce back candidate like, with opportunity all day long because of free agency. I'm, I'm very interested to see how they use him. I, I really like the fit because they've got two real, they have maybe the two most ball dominant guards that yep. you can have on a team. Um, and he doesn't need the ball in his hands to do his thing. He's just going to get it, put it back. He's just going to do the hard work. He's going to do the hard yards. He's going to set those screens. Not that that helps us in fantasy. Um, but yeah, you know what? He's going to be rolling to the basket. And sometimes he's just going to put it in because Luca demands a double. Kyrie at times demands a double. I actually love it. I hadn't I hadn't considered it, but I really love it. Thanks for that. Yeah, I'll draft I- him before you now in our comp. Thank you very much, you absolute son of a bitch. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I love him. Thank you. Gene. Yeah, that's my that's my goal. I, and this is, the, this is the damn thing. Why are we doing a podcast? We're going to tell each other our secrets. Um, we we no, might we, have to separate ourselves from some leagues. So. We, we, we might have to be in some separate ones. I think 
everyone, check out Rashawn Holmes. In the preseason, watch what they do. If he can get back to those Sacramento numbers, because he's played with the guard that was very similar with De'Aaron Fox, who loves to get to the buck, bucket, puts it up. Um, De'Aaron was probably more hesitant to shoot the three ball. So the rebound, but you know, there's a lot more shots flying around in Dallas for him to clean up. And he loves a putback. That's as he thrives in that, like dump it down in the, like dump it to the hole in the pick and roll or give it to me on a cart or that offensive rebound. Um, his offensive rebound stats were absolutely fantastic. So yeah, I'm, I'm all in for Rashawn Holmes. I guess that's pretty much it, Maddie. Thanks very much, my brother. Yeah, no, thank, thanks for coming on. Uh, looking forward to pumping out a lot more comment content and, um, yeah, we should be should be getting close to nearly daily content rolling into the season, and um, yeah, we'll get all the boys involved. And um, yeah, good good getting to know you all. Uh, happy happy to, know to be the lads here who on, the, on your, Yeah, yeah. Oh, just just happy to be here on your on your drive home or your drive to work. Yeah, mate, absolutely. Yeah, give us a follow on at Inside F Sports on Apple uh, Inside NBA. Give us a follow. Give us a like on there. Tell all your friends about us. Don't forget to use the promo code INSIDE15 at Send and Squeeze to get 15% off of your goodies from our good friends over there. And again, like, subscribe across all the channels. Share us. Give us some questions. We'll do a mailbag uh, episode very, very soon. I am Matty G. That is Matrix. We are Inside NBA. Cheerio.